All right, y'all. Here we are to record another episode of The Honey Squad. Hey, y'all. How's it going today? It has been a day. It's been a day for Lucretia. It's been a day for me. Busy, busy, busy. This is why I have a real estate team, because I can't do this shit on my own anymore. You know, I need to get me a team, because honey, I tell you, me being, me working at my clinic, and I'm just like, I'm over it. Like, come on, people. Come on time. Right. Quit bringing 50 million things. And I'm like, no, just come on. Just say what, you, what, you, what we got. Let's right. Make but no, I wouldn't have any other way. Yeah. No, I love my job. I do. But today's just one of those days that's been super stressful. Yeah. I mean, I drove all over Tennessee today. <laughs> Antioch to Lebanon to Manchester, back to Murfreesboro. I mean, it's just been crazy. Girl, but I did get some quirky nails. You like my nails? You do got good nails. They girl. look like mermaid nails. You got good nails. And like scratch backs and stuff. Ooh. Just barely my own. <laughs> 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 so what have you been watching lately? Girl, I finished the ultimatum. Yeah. Did you like it? I did. Okay. Because I'm going to tell you, it puts a new perspective on uh, relationships and what people expect. Um, and like, if you're going to, cause like some of the couples that didn't, I think two didn't make it. Yeah. And you know, I'm, I'm like, you know what? That's good. That's great. Yeah. Not that they broke up, but they saw that it wasn't going to work. It wasn't going to work. And the fact that the, I think it was, um, Vanessa said, um, you know, why get married two years down the line? Mm-hmm. And, and five years down the line, and you divorce him because yeah. your your needs not being fulfilled. Right. So I'm like, what's that's what's up? You got a point. That's you got a up. really good point. That is what's up. And I'm like, you know, if somebody would give me an ultimatum, I'd be like, you said, bitch. Right. <laughs> so I haven't started watching it yet, but I do need to start watching it because oh, I've heard a lot of people talking about it. You really need to watch it. And I'm just I like, I'll watch it before you. I don't know. That's a really. I, mean, I don't watch a lot of love shows. The only reason why I watched the um, other, is, yeah, Love Is Blind is because I think it was Sophie mm-hmm. or like some girls group on Facebook was talking about it, and I was just like, I'm gonna try this out just to see because it sounds crazy. You need to watch it. Yeah. Because like, is seriously. it crazy? It's crazy. And then you see the couples you have, and then there are couples that have chemistry. And you're like, yeah, they, they're really they they'll they're vibing. They're vibing. Yeah. And then when you see it. You're like, oh, shit. Oh, man. My heart would sink, though, if, like, it was, like, say me and CJ did that before we got married. And, like, we found other people that we vibed with. I mean, it's good that we found other people that are part of me, like, the whole entire time. I wouldn't be able to concentrate on vibing with somebody else because I'd be too busy. Like, he better not be sticking his pee in her V. That's Um, all I'm saying. I don't think that anybody ever did because they're only together for, I want to say, three weeks. You and I both know he would have done stuck his pee in that V. Oh, no. It would have happened. Well, probably so. Yeah. <laughs> Old ladies, man. I try not to, I try not, I try to think positively. I don't think it would happen because I think, you know, they, there's a lot of kissing and making out, but you know, it doesn't really show a whole lot. So, you know. No, I love my husband. I do. But yeah, no. It, it totally, and he'd probably be the first one to say it happened to you. He'd be like, nah, I wouldn't be able to do it. <laughs> but if you gave him that ultimatum. He would just be too scared about um, what I'd do to him if I found out. Well, that too. But then what if he was really vibing with somebody? 
I don't know. I guess I'd be like, mm, I'm going to kill her and then you won't have a chance. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, I am not possessive like that. Yeah. Sorry. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> hey, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, I'm ruined. I really am ruined because I'm like, shit. If you want to go, go. Yeah. Oh, well, I guess that's why I'm closed off. I'm just going to live my life. Yep. Keep doing my thing. Have you seen that? There was a thing back on TikTok where they're talking about when you're, when you're back in the dating game, you're like, and you have these phases, your whole phase, your, what's it? Your whole phase, your drunk phase, and this is all these phases. I'll find it in short you. I would have all those phases wrapped into one. Like, it's this girl, then it'll be like, the drug phase would be like, what's popping? <laughs> <laughs> no, I need to look that up because I've not seen that. <laughs> yeah, it'd be like the whole phase, the drug phase. And girl, you'd be like, yeah. I'm like, that's me. That's me. <laughs> right. <laughs> I just had to hit the whole phase. <laughs> I'm too old for the drug phase, but right now. God, I know. God, getting drunk now is not as fun as it used to be because you wake up the next day and you feel like hell warmed up. Right now, I'm just trying to get to that sleep phase. I know, right? I'm just trying to get to that stay asleep phase. <laughs> I know. This is what happens when you get old if you're younger and you're listening. I'm just Don't saying. Don't do it, girls. Don't getting do it. old ain't for sissies. Mm-mm. Not at all. No. Not at all. So tonight, we are going to talk about taking responsibility in your co-parenting relationship. So how, what do you feel like that means to you? Taking responsibility in my co-parenting relationship. That means being responsible for my actions when it comes to you guys. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. So that's basically what I would say. Yeah. So, um, like for example... Um, oh gosh, what would be a good example to use for this actually? Because we don't have anybody. I mean, I've had some girls say that they can't get along with their, oh, me and Jennifer. There's a good example. Todd's wife. Yes. So I have had to take responsibility with her because when the whole thing first got started, I was super nice to her and I was happy because Todd was happy. And I was just like, I really hope this works for you because I really just want you to find like your person that you could be happy with. Right. And, um, I tried to get to know her and, you know, we've talked about this before and she was just very, like, I don't want to get to know anybody person. Mm -hmm. And, you know, some of my friends were like, she's just jealous because of da, 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 da. And I'm like, I don't, to me, it doesn't matter whether she's jealous or not. I want to have some kind of a relationship with her because I want to know who's going to be taking care of my kids when I'm not. Right. And so for a minute, we were able to get things to work out, but I had to take responsibility down the road because I didn't, it's not like I was actively trying to sabotage things, but there were times where like, you know, the kids would come home and complain and I would just be a massive bitch to Todd about it. Like I would go in on him quick, fast and in a hurry. And all that did was damage all the relationships. And so after my second husband left, I had to go and basically I didn't have to but I chose to because after I got out of because he just made it work worse he instigated all of it Mm -hmm. so I basically had to um go back and say hey look I'm sorry I have been thinking it was actually CJ and me having this conversation and I was talking to him about it and he was just like oh my god I cannot believe you did that oh my Mm -hmm. god and I was just like what and so the more I thought about it, I was just like, he's really right. I'm like, I really should have taken more responsibility for, I guess, my emotions and my behavior. And I should have just taken deep breaths and maybe got with Todd more calmly. And been like, you know, 
I don't appreciate the way the kids are being treated. Is there something that we can do about this? Can we do something to facilitate them having a better relationship instead of going, you need to put your bitch on a leash? <laughs> well, I'm going to tell you, if I don't think it would have it would have changed much, Kelly, because the thing about it is you, I'm listening to what you're saying, and that is the adult way to say it, but some people think that you're personally attacking them. Yeah. So I don't think it would have went any other way. I don't think Todd would have thought that I was personally attacking him, but girl, you should read some of the emails because I had I kept all the emails in case we ever had like a custody issue mm-hmm. so that I could bring evidence that she was a massive bitch. Mm-hmm. I need to bring those emails one day and let you read them because it is ridiculous. And then I would forward it to my dad. My dad would, oh man, he would go off too. Right. Like, what in the world is wrong with her? Like, they better not have kids and da-da-da, like... I feel bad if they do for that kid and, you know, all the stuff that he was saying. If he makes my granddaughter cry one more time, I'm calling her. I mean, just, and the way that she would say that, talk to me, like, I was a dog. And I'm like, I know I'm the ex-wife, I get it, but there is no sense in you being so nasty to me. Right. Like, straight up nasty. I mean, what was her, what was ever her deal? Anyway, did she think that you wanted Todd? I don't, so, I think that's the plight of all new wives. I think that they're, at some point in time, comes a time where they feel like they're worried because the husband and the ex-wife have history. Right. And they have, like, you know, like, we had, I mean, we were together for almost 16 years. Yeah. So, I mean, we had a huge history. And, um... I think part of it was probably she was a little intimidated by the fact that we had two kids together. We did have history together. I had more out of him than she had. And I think that there was a piece of her that was just like, I don't want him to want her back. So I'm going to make her look like a jackass so that he'll continue to not want her. Because I was the one that divorced him. He didn't divorce me. So I don't know what their conversations were when I wasn't around. But we both agreed it was better off for us to not be married. Right. And so, like, one of our arguments that we had, I was just like, look, we were talking about the kids doing something, and she was just like, Kelly, he's my husband now. He's my husband now. And I'm like, I'm not talking about y'all's relationship. I'm over here talking about, um, you know, you and the kids getting along. Right. Like, this is ridiculous. And so, anyways, um, she was just like, she kept going on about how, like, I needed to let them have a marriage and stuff like that. And I was like, look, I am so glad that you two are married right now. I said, he is your problem. He is not mine. I said, that's the reason why I divorced him, because he was a problem. I said, I am not trying to get my husband back. I said, so if that's something you're worried about, stop worrying, because that is not anything that you ever need to care about, because that's not going to ever happen again. Right. And, you know, I'm, I, I'm going to tell you, I am petty. I am petty AF, because I'm going to tell you, once, like... He leaves, then he is tainted. He is like tainted. He is tainted goods for mm-hmm. me. And you know what? By all means, you have that. That's your problem, not mine. Well, my second husband used to always say milk doesn't, like, if you take milk out of the fridge and it goes bad, it doesn't go good if you put it back in the fridge. Mm-hmm. So that's why you should never get back together with an ex. Right. But, yeah, that was one of the things that we used to always go over. But anywho, yeah. So yeah, I'm gonna tell you. But like that, I don't. I don't ever recall that there was any ex that I wanted back. Like this last one, honey. I kept trying to give his ass away. Yeah. I kept telling him to find you something. Look, I told him I said, I tell you what. 
find you a girl that you like. I will cook dinner for y'all. So that way she will take you off of my hands. I'll cook <laughs> dinner. And so that way it'll be, you know, you, you'll have somebody. Now I'm not cooking for y'all on a regular, but yeah. you know, by all means. Yeah. Let me help you. I will just, I'll just, you know, I'll even let, tell her that you, that, that you cooked it. Exactly. And then, and then she can be like, oh, I'm going to get me a man who cooks. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> like, how can I help your representative? <laughs> right. We're petty. Again, you know, guys, if you haven't noticed, Zarian always pops up in our podcast. I know. Form. I know. Well, I'm sorry, my knee hurts. And, like, it hurts a lot. Go put some ice on it. Put some well, ice, I've on had it. ice on it all day, and it hasn't helped. I go upstairs this today. Lay down in bed and put it on a pillow. Put some more ice on it. We'll get some Tylenol. I'll get you some. Y'all, y'all Your mom's a nurse. She knows what's wrong with it. Ice. Elevate. We'll get the outer oh Are you a school nurse? Always tell me only use ice. Ice elevate. Does, it, does ice help everything? Syrian. I got my nursing degree from Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't get it from WebMD? Oh, no. No. Nobody will take you seriously if you have it from WebMD. Walmart's where it's at. Or Google. Yeah, Google. God, I tell you. I think anybody who's a mom and who has been a mom for a while basically picks up on all of it yeah so we should have prescription pads i know and like flu tests because i'm here to tell you right now like when cj he um busted his toe Mm -hmm. and he was walking through the water in the lake Mm -hmm. trying to park the boat because Mm -hmm. it got stuck Mm -hmm. two days later his toe was swollen it was massive and he had this red line coming up his leg and i was like "Ooh, you got a staph infection or something like you need to go to the doctor and he's like yeah, MRSA. And so he was just like, what is that? And I was just like, basically, you got an infection up in that toe of yours, and it's getting into your bloodstream. That's what that line's from. I mean, it was going up his ankle. And so I was just like, you need to go get you some Bactrim. <laughs> he goes to the doctor. You know what they gave him? Bactrim. Bactrim. <laughs> he came home, and he was just like, how did you know they give me Bactrim? And I'm like, because I'm a doctor. <laughs> you know what I have at home? Bactrim. <laughs> Honey, I ain't I'm even a, kidding. I'm gonna tell you because I got, I don't know how I got it, but I always seem to get a mild case of strip. Yeah. And when the strip, I was like, I got the, I'm off the ceiling for you. Hell baby. yeah, girl. I got all kinds of um, antibiotics <laughs> when I was in Mexico. Of course, I was like, girl. If anybody gets sick, $2 for a pill. <laughs> I'm telling you, in Mexico, you can get anything. It's crazy. Man, I got retin A to put on my wrinkles. <laughs> Hope that works. We'll see, girl. Yeah. We'll see. But anyway. But, you know, let's get back to that because they're always in a rush. Yes. So, I think sometimes it's hard for people, especially if you have, um, if you're co-parenting with somebody who sees themselves as a victim. And, oh my God, I posted something today and I can't look at it because we're recording from my phone. But, um, I was hiking because I'm getting up in the mornings and I'm hiking again. Okay. And CJ says my butt's getting small and I'm like, yes, Jesus. Oh, I want my saddlebags. I want to keep my ass like bubbly because mm-hmm. that would be nice. But I just want to lose like my saddlebags, man. Girl, maybe you have to get that sucked out. Sucked I'm, I'm saving up after Sophie's wedding. I'm telling <laughs> you. Sucked and tucked. Sucked and tucked, girl. Sucked and tucked. But yeah, so I had this whole thing that like went through my head mm-hmm. about like, you know, nobody wants to be around a victim. So if you've ever noticed that people who have a victim mentality don't have a lot of friends. They don't. And they, 
literally drain the energy out of everybody around them. They're never happy. Nothing is ever good enough for mm -hmm. them. I mean, it's just, it's always something. You can't tell them how you feel because if you do, then they're you know, going to go off. I know. Because they don't want to take responsibility for their actions. And so when you have to co-parent with people like that, it makes it so much more difficult. And so it's just like, what do you do? Like if it's two moms, like, or two dads that have to co-parent like that, like what Todd and Lee never talked, my second husband, because... Todd couldn't stand him, and he thought he was an energy vampire, which he was right. But, um, like, he just, you know, kind of felt like he was always trying to act superior. And, you know, always, I mean, he did always complain about, like, all the stuff that ever happened to him in his childhood. Give me, like, two hours, and I can recite it verbatim, because we talk about it all the time. And so, being around people like that, it's just like, how do you co-parent with somebody who can't see their own... I guess, wrongs that they do in the relationship. It's hard because, and you know what, Kelly, I never wanted to be the victim. Mm -hmm. Never. I never want to be viewed as a victim. And you know, I used to tell Alex that, oh my gosh, you're playing the, here comes the motherfucking victim. Mm -hmm. You know what? And, and how many times can you be the victim? Right. Like, grow up. Well, you get, I mean, why would you want to live like that? Because for me, I've gone through some shit. I'm proud to be a survivor. Like, I have a lot of pride in the fact that I have gone through a whole lot of stuff and I have survived it. Most people is not. Most people are not in survivor mode. Yeah. Because you have to get to survivor mode. Because I'm going to tell you, like, I've had, like, my best friend, honey, she's a, that mofo is a survivor. Mm -hmm. Honey, she was, her ex-husband set her on, her comforter on fire with her under it. What? Yes, honey, yes. Did she throw the comforter on him? I hope she did. Honey, I don't know, but honey, that bitch is a survivor for real. And I'm like, what? Because when she told me, I'm like, he did what? Was she abused? I don't think she, it was mentally. Yeah. It was That's, mentally. I don't, what do you think is worse, physical or mental abuse? Both. One, one doesn't equal like outweigh the other this is always a conversation that comes around from time to time is like what's worse physical or mental and i'm like i think when you're physically abusing somebody you're mentally abusing them as well at the same time it is because i'm going to tell you speaking from some shit that's happened in the past mm -hmm. i mean being mentally abused is is for me was worse yeah because it was because you're mind fucked yeah all the time oh being gaslit yeah. Is the worst thing on the planet. My kids try to do it. Well, Sophie, not anymore, but Xander will try to gaslight me. And mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, I might not remember some things, but I remember the important shit. Right. That did not happen. And, I mean, and, you know, and then for me, it was always, he always played the victim mm -hmm. because he had a, he had a horrible childhood and he didn't have a close knit family. But you know what? That's not a me problem. That is a you problem. And I hate to be that way, but then I can't fix that. Why do you think people play the victim? Because they're hoping to get some sympathy and take the heat off of themselves. Yes. Because they don't want to take responsibility for who they are. Because when they finally look that person in the face, ooh, that's, that's or ugly. Or somebody's calling them on their bullshit. Yeah. Because they haven't been calling their bullshit. And you can't, like, it's, I mean, it's, for me, I think victims and narcissists are kind of very hand similar. Hand. They're hand in hand. Yeah, one and the same. And you can't tell any of them what's going on because they're going to turn it around on you instantly. Like, even if it's like something nice, like, you know, hey, can we get together as parents and, you know, 
like make a decision about something for the kids. Right. And, you know, if you say the wrong thing, it's just going to blow up. And it's so it's just like, how do you talk to somebody that when things like just, you don't know what to say because you're always walking on eggshells? It's like, I'm going to say the wrong thing and I don't want to make things worse on everybody else. But then it's just like, now I'm pissed off because why should I have to walk on eggshells for an adult? Exactly. This is not right. This you shouldn't have up. to. Yeah. You shouldn't have, to, you should be able to have constructive conversations. But how do you do it? I mean, I think, I think that you should be adult enough because if you've established, if you've established that everything is not, it's, it's not about me. Uh-huh. It's, these are the issues that I see. Yeah. And these are constructive. These are, it's, it's constructive. Mm-hmm. And we're trying to get to a point to where we're trying to do this together and not bash each other. Yeah. Um, because I, I remember that I used to ask CJ before he came, or when, you know, CJ and him to, you know, make sure that Zarian has a bath. Because he, if he's coming home late, if he's coming home past five o'clock, please make mm-hmm. sure he's had a bath. Yeah. And, you know, I don't think it was well received on the other end. Yeah. But, you know, when you're trying to make sure that y'all tra- that your children are bathed before you brought home. So right. now you see, you see a different light. Yeah. So that's another interesting thing too. Um, when the shoes on the other foot. Um, so I have been a stepmom before, but I never had any run-ins with her at all. She was really respectful to me. We worked together fairly well. We didn't talk that much, and I wouldn't say that we were friends or friendly, mm-hmm. but whenever she would come over, I mean, she was even going to get me to help her find a house. So we were at least friendly enough to where, you know, we had that kind of a relationship. Right. Never once did we ever have a disagreement. She would call me and she would say, hey, you know, what do you think we should do about this? Um, because, I mean, she knew that I had a little bit of a background working with kids. Right. So she was like, you know, I don't know how to handle the situation. What do you think it is? And I would say, look, I could be wrong. You should probably talk to a professional because I am not. However, you know, it could be this. It could be that. You know, but we have to be able to do the same thing in both households. Right. In order to make sure that, you know, nobody gets confused. Right. And, I mean, so, like, we never hung out or anything like that. And um, I think I had a little animosity towards her because of some of the stuff that had happened before I became into the relationship. But, um I mean, other than that, I never held it against her, you know, well, to her face, right. behind her back, yeah, all day long, because I was just like, uh, and I can't get into it, and I wish I could, because, God dang it, it would explain so much shit, but, um, yeah, I mean, we just kind of had, like, this working together, it was like a business transaction yeah, type thing. I got you, and you know, I, now that I think about it, I don't know many moms that are moms and stepmoms that co-parent well or have relationships that's why we got this podcast that's why we have this motherfucking <laughs> podcast because seriously like even with the last you know with Zarian's stepmom to his ex-wife it wasn't a bad relationship on my end yeah you know what I'm saying um because we do because I've always wanted because we have to be there we I have right. to co-parent right I have to you know I have to talk to you about the things that's going on but Zarian, I need you to be aware. Mm-hmm. There, are, there's opportunities for parties. Why everybody? Why should everybody have to spend this an elaborate amount of money when we can just spend one thing 
everybody come. Right. And it be done. Right. I mean, I need to communicate with you about what's going on. Yeah. Or what's not going on. Right. Or things that I need you to know. I mean, I'm not saying that you have to be my best friend, but I just need us to get along. Right. So that we can make sure that things are cohesive. Right. Yeah. Girl. It's that easy. It is that easy. But I don't understand why. I mean, and I guess that there is some jealousy that's a part of it. I mean, I do think that there are, like, you know, the ex-wives can be jealous of the new wife. Um, the new wife can be jealous of the ex-wife. And then you just get locked in this bitter pattern. And then, you know, like, okay, so I've been the ex-wife with the new wife, but I've also been the new wife with the ex-wife. Right. I've seen both sides of it. The only person that I couldn't get along with was my husband's um, new wife. Right. And so, like, I would, the way I look at things is, if I'm the problem, then I'm not getting along with anybody. Right. But I could get along with my new husband's ex-wife. Yeah. I mean, there was that period of adjustment because I'm, I'm here to tell you right now. And if somebody says that they didn't do it, then I'm calling them out because there's got to be a part of them that did this. When the ex-husband gets with the new girl, right. there's jealousy. I, you remember, I told you it wasn't good for me yeah. at first. But then through the years... I mean, like I said, and people would always ask, how do you do that? Yeah. It's not about me. Yeah. It's not about us. It's not about what we had. That's what it is. You just hit the nail on the head. It's not about me. And the people who can't get along, they make it about them. Yeah. It wasn't about me. Yeah. It was about the the divorce boy that just keeps coming and interrupting my podcast. (laughs) (laughs) You know? It's not about me. And... You know, at one point in time, I did care about this person. I did love this person. So just because we're not together and our plans didn't work, yeah. why do I have to be the bitter person? Right. So even though I was ready to get rid of my husband, I was jealous when he moved on. Because it stung a little bit. It was tough to it see. It always stings. Yeah. Better. I mean, it, it's tough to see him move on. And then like you had mentioned one time before, like how come... Like, you're doing things for her you wouldn't do for me. Mm-hmm. And I think most of that is because if you stop being selfish and you look at yourself and you look at what they're doing and you look at what you are doing in your new relationship, you don't want to repeat the same mistakes. Not at all. So why are you even questioning them? I mean, I know that my kid's dad didn't want to have, he still doesn't want to have to get a divorce. He should because goddamn, she's terrible. Sorry, I dropped the GD there, but I mean, it's to that point. Anyways, um, (laughs) uh, she is, she's just, she's a hateful, hurtful person. And I don't, going back to, I'm totally, this is how much I can't stand her and how evil she is. It's like, I get to this point where it's just like, it's word vomit. Yeah. But, um, I mean, I was just like, there's somebody that treats your kids like crap and you still are going above and beyond. Like, I don't freaking get it. And I couldn't get you to hardly do anything. And so, when you think about that, you can either be a victim Mm -hmm. and use that as an excuse to continue to be a victim, or you can look at yourself and try to change. Right. To be a better person. Right. Instead of getting, like, locked in the... And, like you said, thinking about the kids, because it's not about me. But, therein lies, you know, I think that that's where a lot of the jealousy comes out. And then you've already got this preconceived notion of this woman that you don't even know. And you may want to try to get to know, but you don't really get to know her enough because you've got a little bit of animosity in your heart. So you're looking for a reason 
to pronounce her ass. Right. And then you get it. And it can be the stupidest damn thing on the planet, but you get a reason to finally step up on your victim box and take out all that animosity that you have because she got what she took what you had or yeah. what you gave away and now I can let her have it. Yeah. I mean, it's rough. I mean, I'm going to tell you, there letting go of relationships that you thought were going to go somewhere mm-hmm. is rough. Yeah. It's real rough. And you know, that's just not what the cards have in store for you. Yeah. Just like I remember you telling me and we, in fact, we talked about this on Sunday that, you know, when you had your cards read, mm-hmm. people, we, we like to find out different things, but when you had, we're your card, still Christians though, we're still Christians. When you had your cards read, you said that you were, you know, the person that you're going to be with or you with is going to be your forever person. Yeah. But you don't realize it at that point in time. And sometimes it's a blessing in disguise. Yeah. Sometimes the bullshit is a blessing in disguise because the thing about it is you're not getting your needs fulfilled. Right. Or you're not feeling that person's needs. Yeah. So whatever happens, happens. And you know what? Just like I had to get, I had to, you know, realize that maybe I wasn't fulfilling that person's needs. Yeah. And I, and you know what? In my last relationship, I wasn't fulfilling his needs, Kelly. Yeah. Because he didn't fulfill mine. And we should have parted long ways ago yeah but he liked the idea of me that gets into a nasty circle too yeah i mean it really does because if people aren't fulfilling each other's needs like you start building up that animosity and it's just like well he didn't do this for me so i'm not going to do that right and it turns into tit for tat right and see he wasn't fulfilling my needs and i sure the hell wasn't fulfilling his yeah and you know what that's fine but see i was okay with letting go yeah he wasn't and i think if it's meant to be then you turn that all that negativity. I just gave this advice to a friend the other day. Um, I was just like, look, you're operating on such negativity because this happens. Like you get to a point where you're just operating on so much negativity. Why don't you be the bigger person and start with praise? Like instead of having all that negativeness in your heart, put joy back in your heart and say, you know what? I appreciate you. Right. I appreciate it when you do this. I think you were so beautiful when you do that. You know, I mean, just using words of affirmation to replace all that negative energy with positive energy. Right. And, um, you know, one of the things that, you know, CJ had said was that in his last marriage, he felt like he was just not good enough. Nothing he ever did was good enough. And that's where his animosity started to creep in. I think with you and CJ, he was just too damn young. I agree. Like, he just... But I'm going to tell you, I don't... And when he told, when we, when we had a conversation, Kelly, about, about them getting married, cause we, we always talk. Mm-hmm. Um, and cause you remember I was telling you, I was going on this list of things that he, that better not happen. Mm-hmm. You better not do this. You better not do that. But I just didn't feel that he was ever going to be good enough because I believe from, I believe he questioned mm-hmm. his, why he wanted, why he wanted to marry the ex-wife when he's got a baby on the way. Yeah. But what is that what did that have to do with a hill of beans? Yeah. At the time, you know, we were, you know, we're not together, so what does it matter? He's moved on. He's got this person that he's interested in, he's, you know, wanting to marry. But what did I have to do with the relationship? Yeah. But I don't think he ever was good enough. We I mean you 
you did have something to do with the relationship because she was going to be taking care of y'all son. I know, but the thing about it is, I think he questioned why were we not together. Uh, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure that was a conversation CJ and I had about yeah. why were we not together. Why did it not work out? Why did it not work out between yeah, you, you know, between us? And so, what did y'all? What was the conclusion? I don't. I never got. I never. I never got an answer. But the yeah. thing about it is, you know, he was. Whenever I would meet CJ's, uh, come in contact with CJ's ex-father-in-law, I mean, he was always nice to me. He was mm-hmm. always respectful. And he never did ask me any questions. Mm-hmm. And, you know, because me as a mom, I would want to know from that other person, why did you Why did you two not work out? Yeah. I want to know because I want to protect my baby and I want to protect his heart. Right. Because I'm that mom. Mm-hmm. But I want to know, why did y'all not work out? Yeah. What was the issue? And is this going to be an issue on down the line? Right. What? Because I, I, I need to understand on down the line the nature or the dynamics of the relationship. Mm-hmm. So, y'all didn't work out because of what? Yeah. So, I think all parents want, or for the most part, most parents want to know those things. But even if they do find out... You're not going to change that kid's mind. No. They're going to do what they want to do anyway. I don't think it would have changed anything with them regardless. But I, I, I do remember um, CJ telling me that he wanted to know what happened with us and, the you know, the nature of our relationship. But, you know. Yeah. That was then. This is now. Maybe he wanted to know so he could correct that. Well, but, and I, I also think... That he wasn't too happy that, you know, his daughter was marrying someone with the baby on the way. Uh, no, I, I know that's true because CJ told me that that was even said. That he wasn't excited about that. Which, I mean, and he understands too because, I mean, he's even said if it was him and his daughters, he'd feel the same way. I know, but the thing about it is, and and this is what my mom has always told me, and, about, and, I, and I agree with this 1,000%, you can't help who you love. The yeah. heart wants what the heart wants. Right. And I mean, and at that point in time, if that was who she loved and who he loved, nothing or nobody could have stopped it. Mm-mm. No. And, God, how many times has that gotten us in trouble? It has. <laughs> My past two marriages. <laughs> you know, and I'm going to tell you, you know, even Kelly, with the last relationship I had, you know, when in talking to his mom, because, and I love her because she's a, and I love her because she's a sweet lady. She's Christian and she's giving, mm-hmm. and I love her for those reasons. But you know, when you hear somebody tell you, I told you, you, sh- you guys shouldn't be together. And I told mm-hmm. you, you shouldn't live together. I told you because it wasn't right. Yeah. Okay. But you know what? At that, t- at that time, when I was meeting his representative, I fell in love with the representative. Right. So, you telling me not to love this representative. Yeah. But yet, it was too late. Yeah. Because once I fell in love with the representative, the real person called. But how do you get out of it? Right. You kick him out. <laughs> I was going to say how something else. But it wouldn't have been right. <laughs> I was like, I can't say that. But seriously, like... You want to know what I think I'm learning from this, though? But When people tell you not to marry somebody, just don't marry them. Because look at us. Or get in a relationship with them. Because I was told with both of my husbands, even my second husband's family was just like, mm-mm-mm. 
Mm-mm-mm. You shouldn't marry him. And I'm just like, why are you going to say that about and him? And you know what? And I, you know what I told Zarian? And I told him, if ever there was a time to where a girl came to me and was like, I love your son, blah, 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 blah. And Zarian wasn't doing the things that he needs. And if I told her not to marry my son, then it is what it is. Yeah. You, the chips fall with the, because I'm trying to tell you, because I see my son, I see what he's doing. I mm-hmm. see how he acts. But you know what? What I kept getting was a representative. Right. Not the real person. Yeah. And when I was, you know, in this relationship with the representative, I never saw the real person. Yeah. Because he always deflected. Mm-hmm. She gets on my nerves too. Yeah. I can't deal with that mess. But yeah. So, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. But so then I got the shit in the tip. Mm-hmm. So. And that's what happens. It does happen. Yeah. But I'm going to tell you, if I tell somebody not to marry my son because he's, they, they need to listen, because then I don't want to hear it. Yeah. I don't want to Like, don't it. come crying to me when it yeah. don't work out because I told you, I told yeah. you not to do it. Yeah. Yeah. And so I get, I get where she was coming from, but I don't like the way that she came at me about it. Yeah. Because it wasn't, I, t- I, I don't want you to marry my son because he's got these issues. It's because she came at me at a Jesus point. Uh, it's not right in the eyes of the Lord because you're living in sin. Because you're living in sin. Yeah, sin, sin, sin. Let me tell you. So, Sophie, one of the things about my parents not being around anymore that I'm, you know, you have to find gratefulness in everything. But um, I think one of the things that I am kind of grateful for is the fact that I don't have to listen to them get right. on to me because she has lived with her fiance for the past year. So I don't have to worry about that because they would jump my ass. I'm gonna tell you, they I don't, would. I don't. If my grandma and you, know, my parents don't say much, but I'm gonna tell you. But my grandmother, I'm gonna tell you, my grandmama was a my dad's mom. She was a rider for real, baby. Mm-hmm. When I tell you, she rode with you till the wheels fell off. She rode with you. <laughs> That's and the kind of friend to have. My I, oh my gosh, and I hate that she wasn't around when I had Zarian and I mm-hmm. hate that she hasn't been around because she would have rolled with me until the wheels fell off even though it was it was you know what it was but yeah. and because it's that support yeah that you're that you're that you need it's the support yeah I had that support from my dad um I don't know how my dad felt about my second husband. I felt he knew that he was going to die. Like my dad knew he was dying. Mm. And I think that he was to the point to where he was just like, you know what? I'm not going to try to involve myself. I just want my daughter to be happy. And if this is what makes you happy, I'm just not going to dig into it. Um, But he never really spent a lot of time around him either. And I think if he had have spent more time with him, Mm -hmm. he would have picked up on some things that I didn't because I look at the world with rose colored glasses. Right. Gotcha. I mean, I do too. We're doing sign language right now. Yeah, we're doing sign language. <laughs> Hold on. Let me get my phone, please. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm trying to do this without, you know, interrupting my podcast because I'm going to tell you. We got kids. This is like mom life. <laughs> it is because, you know, for the kid who, uh, he's always somewhere, somehow in our podcast. Uh-huh. So, you know what? 
you just dropped your pants in front of us, Zarian. You came I in here and you pulled your me. pants down. Yeah, I, like I showed you my bare butt. Whatever. Quite literally, I have shorts under this. It's, it's white. not that bad. <laughs> your white butt. <laughs> like, I can't this is what we say about Zarian. Zarian's white in the winter and he's black in the summer. <laughs> <laughs> The plight of the mixed race child. I know, I know. <laughs> That's crazy though, because CJ told me that one time when we first started dating, I started laughing. I was like, no way. And so, you know, winter comes around, and I put my arm up next to his arm. And I'm like, pretty pale, buddy. Yeah. Summer comes around, he don't even burn. He don't burn. No. No, no yes, he does. He just gets dark. No, yes, he does. When we go to Florida, he always burns. Like the first two days, they are, him, Adrian, and Bree are always burnt. Like they, they are burnt. Really? Yes, they are horribly burnt. I have not seen him get burnt yet. We're going to Florida this year. We're going to North Carolina. Where's that at? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> We're going to North Carolina this year. What's that? What part? Myrtle Beach. That's South Carolina. Okay, South Carolina. <laughs> I'll say where it is. I don't know what it is. Okay, South Carolina. Like I said, listen, I just know that I'm going to the beach damage. This is this is I the perk of living hard. in a um split up household. You're going to South Carolina, potentially St. Simons, mm-hmm. and then Gulf Shores. Mm-hmm. You get three beach vacations. Oh, hopefully with the lake. You know well, what? we're gonna be at the lake. I'm gonna I'm gonna involve myself on one of them vacations. <laughs> like, I'm coming with you. I'm involved in my sister. If you do, you should come to St. Simon's because I think um, my Aunt Anne would love you. I'm coming. I may not come. I may not come for the, I may come for the latter half. (laughs) Aunt Anna, here I come. Oh, she is. You really sit there and complain about how you don't want to feel like you're intruding on the trip. I'm just telling you what I'm doing, son. Don't hate on me. I'm not hating on you, but that's what you always say because I tried to invite you and see if it was okay with Dad and Kelly, but you said, no, 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 no. I don't want to do another trip. That's what you're gonna do again. Isn't it sad for like moms that can't get along like this? It is. Cause you're missing out on so much because, stuff. Like this literally like this week. Cause I was over there with you guys on Sunday. I was there with you guys Monday. Yep. I wasn't there with you last night. Even though we tried to get you to come over. I know, but like I was like, she ain't coming tonight, y'all. She ain't coming tonight. <laughs> I didn't come last night because like by the, I, I was the one it was I, late. Well, that and the one night I did cook and I didn't burn myself. Yeah, I didn't burn myself. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't burn myself. I, I wanted to eat. Wow. Yeah, and I wanted to actually, you know, just eat. It was probably better than my janky chicken anyway. I had chicken. It was probably better than my janky chicken. What kind of chicken did you have? I just um I baked some chicken and put barbecue sauce on top of it. That's not bad. <laughs> I had. I had um, Parmesan crusted chicken. Yeah, yours is way better. What? I'm just telling you right now. Yeah, I had Parmesan crusted chicken. What are you looking for? I'm gonna show Kelly everything else. I was telling her. Yeah. She yeah. showed me a picture of your white butt. My white. I can show you right now. No, I'm good. My pasty tail is a lot worse. But right now I'm not sure how it burns yet. But you oh, know, Kelly. I just hope that you, when you, you know, get a little bit older and you're, you know, the Ooh. fuzz on your peaches starts coming in, you don't get. Big old butt hair like Xander's got, I don't like and then you'll have, and then you'll have a butt stash. We'll get it waxed. You'll have a butt uh-uh. beard. We'll get it waxed. No. Yeah, we'll wax. You're gonna want to wax it. You're not gonna want to shave it. Why not? Because you have to do it all the time. That's fine. You're literally gonna take the time every day to shave your butt. You're gonna have to get limber, but you better start doing some yoga now. Cause you're gonna have to like throw a leg up like this. <laughs> 
And then you're gonna, yeah. I mean, your cheeks kind of like fold over your leg. I mean, you're gonna well, have to like get least, some. If you want to do it right, if you're gonna shave more. your butt and do it right, you're gonna have to I like. Want, this is like where the actual where I can lift it up and feel. There's like something under it. Yeah, uh, there's like gonna right be hair here. there too. Yep, there'll be right hair there too. Unless you got a flat butt like your daddy. Or you got barely a butt I'm, like I'm, your daddy. No, because no. I'm going to tell you, CJ, I was no, in No, he ain't got CJ's got a, butt. He's, he's, CJ, I'll tell you, he's got a butt like his mama. Yeah. He's got his mama's butt. So I'm just telling you, start doing yoga. You're going to have to kick a leg okay. up. You are kicked up. Yoga? Yeah. Well, I got to say yoga right there. Yeah. You are kicked up. Yep. <laughs> you are kicked up. You're going to have to go ahead and get a whole bunch of razors too because they dole out really fast when it's going through of butt hair. Of course they do. Yeah. I can't have anything. I know. Okay. I swear, this is science. Burnt serious. Oh, he just got rosy cheeks. But you see, right, like right here. Yeah, he's burnt. Oh, yeah, right through there. That's how you get freckles. I can get even more darker. Yeah, but anyway, I can I can get even more darker. <laughs> honey, he's proud of his darkness, honey. Brother darkness. Brother darkness. <laughs> oh, that's that gotta be racist. That's gotta be racist. I doubt it. Baby darkness, that's honey. That's gotta be racist. It, well, it is. That's gotta be I said it. Say that. I said it. I'm gonna get to you on Twitter for that. I don't have Twitter, so you know what? She already got canceled, obviously. All right. I'll get you on Facebook. <laughs> you know what? This Instagram. Cat. I'll put you in Facebook jail. This, this. She's like, you're underage, and I'm the mother, and I have all the power, so try me, boo. <laughs> I'll, put, I'll put you in Facebook jail. This cancer culture. I don't know how to feel about it because there's so many things. I'm just joking. I don't mess with them. There's before. so many things that we talked about it the other day. You just can't talk about it. They yeah. get so buffered or, over nothing. You have to know who you can talk about it to. Oh mm-hmm. my goodness gracious. He's peeling. Yeah. Bubba does not like how you were just talking about how it's Oh, that sweet little baby oh, face with your jumpers. Yeah. You've seen all those pictures. No, you didn't know. But it's just like, what What can you even talk about with that stuff? We're totally, we're done with our topic tonight. We're, we're, we've we moved have. on to cancel culture. I think we have. Yeah. Like, you and I can talk about it, <laughs> and it's not an issue. It's not an issue. So, in case y'all don't know, because we're in um, dinosaur costumes, I, I am white, and... Caucasian! I am black. I'm African-American. They don't like to say black. Pardon. I'm African-American. Pause. So, that's the thing. You can't say black now, right? What? I mean, it depends on, like, old school... Old school folks, my age and my parents' age, we like they like black. Yeah. The newer generation likes African American. Okay. Okay. So hey, can I ask you a question? Mm. How would you like your mother how would you like your mother referred to as black or African American? Black. Why? Why would you want to see all that extra stuff? Okay, but African American. Well, I mean I have um some friends who refer to themselves as being brown skinned. And I'm okay. like, that's a lot. Okay, but then I'm white. You're brown skin. Okay, but it's think just about it. Magnificent. If you have enough melanin, if you have melanin, and it's more of a majority. The people who are Indian are also brown skin. That's what I was say. I guess they're also black. I don't. I, and somebody help me. I I was told by one of my doctors that, <laughs> and somebody please chime in and let me know and tell me if this is accurate. They. That most Indian people or people from India don't consider themselves brown skin. They consider themselves white. Really? Yeah. Oh, I you that. No. They 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 view themselves as Caucasian. My that's just what huh. my friend said. My friend said that they're like their grandfather's tribe sees themselves as red skinned. Red skinned. Red skinned. Is these are these Indian? Uh, are these Native Americans? These are like past Native. This is like, like Native Earth. 
My whole thing is like, why do you? Why does everything have to be described with a color? Like, it's definitely been like a hundred. Like years. instead of saying, oh, you know, my black friend Lucretia, why don't you just say my friend Lucretia? Right. But see, that that does bring a different facet though in our relationship with parenting, because we do come from different ethnicities, and so there are different things that we have to experience raising Zarian because he's mixed. I would say, as I was telling you, that like when I started hanging out with my friend Laura, I love 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 her and I love her family, especially her parents, because they didn't they that they never looked at my skin Mm -hmm. color. Yeah. They love me for me, mm-hmm. yeah. and so I consider myself one of the family. I'm just the darker darling, the one that got the best tan. <laughs> right. I'm the one that got the best tan. I'm just, well, I'm my whole thing is like, I mean, I've got such a melting pot of friends. You do. I've got Latino friends. I've got African American oh. friends, white friends, Indian friends. I mean, just. Asian friends, so many different, because I just don't want to be like, you know, stuck in like one, I'm outside my box all the time. I don't, I don't live in a box. Right. And so for me, and that's how I was raised too. And so honestly, and I guess that was the perk of being raised in Atlanta is that you don't really experience this kind of stuff. Right. And so I just don't, I really do not understand why it is such an issue for everybody. I mean, for I can, I can understand white privilege and I can understand like all the things that have happened with, um, in the past, like with the black lives matter Mm -hmm. and George, George Floyd and like all those things that have happened and just, you know, African American people as a whole have been, you know, marginalized, but why can't we all just work this shit out? Yes. Why why does it happen? Yes. Ronnie King. That's the only time I ever saw a riot. In person. I'm like, when I see a riot, I'm like, what the hell? It wasn't really a riot. So everybody who was in support support of him, I was in the eighth grade. And everybody who supported him um, that day wore a black glove Mm -hmm. on their hand and walked around the school with their arm up in the air. Right. That's what we did. Um, Now in Atlanta, um, underground Atlanta, there was a massive riot. They about burned that shit down. And then in good old Lebanon, Tennessee, at the Lebanon High School, there was a riot. And it was made national news. And I was just like, what in the hell? This is where we're moving? Like, yeah, it looks a lot safer than where we're at right now, Mom. <laughs> I know, but you know what? Why are we still at this point? I know. It doesn't make any sense. I know that, so my parents used to always say, and I told you this the other day, that it'll be their generation dying off that makes things change. But no. I feel like it's worse now I think so too. than it's been in a long time. I feel like when I was a kid, it wasn't this bad. Maybe because I was a kid and I didn't really didn't recognize it. it you didn't but. It. but you know what I hope, and I'm going to tell you what I hope is, because we're kind of in the same generation. What I hope, Kelly, is it if I hope that our kids, Xander yeah. and Zarian and Carly and Lily, kill it off. Yeah, I do too. Of us knows why, why? Because, so like, think about back in the old days, white people might no offense, but I would take that. Well, you're half white, so. Yeah, oh well. No offense to half white. Myself. You can't offend Don't yourself. Do that. that makes me mad. Okay. Anyways, they used to see uh, like other colors, especially black people, as not even a human, more of. What? what, what? Yeah, because we were considered. 
eight fifths was it was it one eighth? No, it was one eighth. One eighth person. Yeah. Because I had to do it on TCAP today. You did. Well, good well, it's good to know you're learning something. Good old TCAP. <laughs> I hate TCAP. No, no one wants to learn from... Okay, I'm going to go on a run about TCAP for the rest of the podcast. No, you're not going to go on TCAP. This you're is our talk. podcast. This is not your podcast. <laughs> okay. It's your own podcast. Well, that's too much work. Well, I'd rather interrupt y'all's. <laughs> As you do. Yeah, exactly. So we're going to start going in a room and locking a door. <laughs> and he'll stand at the door and he'll be like, falling <laughs> down the door. <laughs> I know. Well, I want to be on it. I know. <laughs> well, I mean, but you know what? My office is pretty. Yes, we're gonna set. We're gonna get the microphone and everything. Yeah. But anywho, we're gonna go back to it. Should not be like this anymore. So everybody always starts all these movements, you know, and I feel like a lot of them don't help no. the situation, and I think that it marginalizes people even more sometimes. Right. And I don't want to get in trouble for anything I say either. And that's the scary part about talking about this is like, there is a fear in me because I am white that I'm going to get hated on. Right. Because I talk about this stuff, but it's just like, we need to be talking about these things with each other. Right. But you know what? Let me ask you a question. And I need to know, what do you feel like when you have people, you hear people who are like, well, you know, that people will say, for instance, what if somebody said, Kelly's racist, and then you say, I'm not racist, I have black friends. I Look, my stepson, or my bonus son, is, is, is half white. I mean, shit, it doesn't mean that you're not racist, it right. just means you're not racist toward them people. Right. So, and that's where I think accidental racism comes in, but you can't be friends with a certain group and then say things that go against that friendship and that group of people and then say, oh, well, I'm not racist because I have, you know, black yeah. friends. Yeah. Because you know what? I'm going to tell you because CJ and I had this conversation because he was like, look, when everything started happening with the Trayvon Martin. Yeah. And no, we had that out on the back deck. Yeah. That night. Yeah. Where he was working in the jails and he saw yes. all that stuff. And you and I both know he is the most non-racist person on this yeah. planet. Yeah. Yeah. And he just didn't know how to feel about it because that's not what he experienced. Yeah. So he couldn't say that it was racist because he's because him himself never experienced it. He right. he was never that person. Right. So my whole thing is like instead of looking at one person's actions as a representative for their culture and their like color of their skin, why don't you just blame those actions on that person? Yeah. Because I was almost gang raped when I was in middle school by three black boys. And I'm sorry, African-American. Some people don't like that. But I never spoke out against that race because of what happened by the choices of three people. Yeah. Same as if it was three white guys, three Asian guys, whatever. I mean, it never made me feel a certain way about a race because they made that decision to do that. Yeah. And I don't understand the... And this is what... This is what I get from listening to other people talk. Well, you know how they all are. You know, da-da-da. Who is they? And it's just like, you can't, because some people do certain things. So, there was a statistic that I looked up one time about, like, how many, you know, white people commit certain crimes mm -hmm. as opposed to black people. And I don't know what the statistic is now, but when I looked it up a couple of years ago, there are more white men who rape women mm -hmm. than there are black men that rape them. However, there is this culture where women are brought up to or if you're alone somewhere and you see a black guy, you're automatically scared that, oh God, I'm going to get raped. Because that's what... And they're going to steal your purse. Yeah, because that's what media 
And it's, it's fucking media is what it is. It's with all the shit they put on TV. And then people buy into it. Maybe it's worse in the South. I don't know. I will tell you, and I saw this. But it pisses me off because it's just like you can't blame a whole entire culture of people for the actions of a few. I don't know. Have you seen, have you ever seen Birth of a Nation? No. That's the one thing that I think where black people were stereotyped. Yeah. Of being rapers and robbers and murderers. And I think Birth of a Nation is what sorry the fear of black people I need to look that up honey yes it is, it's horrible I've seen a documentary on it and it's birth of a nation yeah that is stoked those fears and and you know white America because I'm going to tell you why because what I don't understand you know, girl we are, we're going to have to talk about this another night I know. because I'm going to tell you what's the difference between my me and an and a in a man from India? We're both brown skinned. Yeah. But what makes him not scary? Oh oh our, our Indian lady, what makes her not scary? Right. No, I get that. And I mean and that's the whole thing with when I say media and the documentary that you're talking about yeah. is when you put it out there you automatically plant that seed in somebody's yeah. head. And my whole thing and I, I wish that this is how everybody looked at it if I say something that comes off as ignorant or racist please correct me and tell me mm-hmm. so that I stop doing it exactly. because I don't want to be that person that perpetuates this problem right. that has been going on for hundreds of years it shouldn't go on anymore like it's time to let this shit go right because they just be like me if you don't like this don't like fucking nobody <laughs> I can't do me. it with <laughs> I'm, I love people too much. I can't fucking. I can't do my job if I'm like that. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying. If you don't, I mean, seriously, I'll be broke. I'm serious. The one thing I can say is, if Darian says one thing, my mama don't like nobody. If, it's, if she don't, if, if she's not going to discriminate, if she don't like black people, she don't like white people. She don't like no fucking body. I'm telling you what. If you want to get, a, if we want to have a margarita Monday where we have people call in, we should talk about race. Because I can tell you right now, that would be a good educational opportunity. We can't do this Margarita Monday, which is this coming up Monday, everybody. So be ready to tune in because it's going to be special like us. But I think the next Margarita Monday, we should do that. I think we should. I think because we we really need to get on a serious topic and and not. We need to start. Yeah, we need to start opening up lines of communication through people and people who have prejudices. Tell us why. Right. Why. I want to know why you feel this way. Exactly. What happened to you in your life that made you this And if it's one person, why are you blaming them all? Right. Because that's not fair. I mean, I, yeah, that is, that, that should, you know what? Season two opener. Hell yeah. Bams. High five. So our last season show will be Margarita Monday. This coming up Monday, 630 sharp. Going live on Facebook. Um... And then after that, we are going to start our next season off with season a bang. Yeah. I think maybe season two, we should just discuss, maybe through the whole season, how we as badass moms that come from different backgrounds can fix this problem. Probably not, but maybe on a small scale, we'll try. Yeah, it's start with it. Yeah. It's got to start somewhere. Everything starts with plant that seed. Jesus said the parable of the mustard seed. If you don't know, read it. It's got to start somewhere. <laughs> Let it grow. Let it grow. Let it grow. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Have a great week. Yes. Well, rest of your week. And we hope that your weekend is fantastic. Don't drink too much Snoop Dog. All right. Bye. Bye.